This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. And, and mothers, I, the Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock this morning and I was just praying and, and the Lord said, pray for your family. Then he said, pray for moms of families. And, and he showed me Ellen. We actually had her quit work, which, you know, I don't recommend that, not unless you can't really hear from God. Uh, she quit uh, her nursing job and said, I want you to go in the prayer. And she followed me and did that. We, and I even had a checklist. It's crazy thinking about it now. This checklist, what she used to pray, and she spent her her work time praying. And I was thinking about what effect that has. And then I, it's just like the church family. I saw moms. And then I, it was like moms all over the earth. There's something about a mother's love that will sacrifice, that will do without for their child. And then I thought about father's love. He did without. He sacrificed where we could be a part of his family. But today we celebrate Mother's Day, but it needs to be Mother's Day every day. We need to appreciate and celebrate our moms. My mom, she always encouraged me growing up. She said, you can do anything. And after a while, I started believing it. I actually thought I would be playing in the NBA basketball because she told me I could do anything. I said, Mom, I'm short. said, you can do anything. Anyway, I, I got over that one. <laughs> but and one, another thing she did, she always said this in church on Sunday. No, no, no choice, no option, you're going to be in church. And even though I wasn't there <laughs> some of the time I was in church, if you know what I mean, you still hear enough of God's word and his presence that it changes you. And I'm just thankful for, for moms. And, you know, children try and celebrate and, and want to give a gift to, to their mom. And I, I put down a few that I thought was interesting. These are some letters written, written to moms. This is Angie, uh, Angie Davis, age, when she was age eight. Just kidding. Never mind. Angie, age eight, said, Dear Mother, I'm going to make dinner for you on Mother's Day. It's going to be a surprise. P.S. I hope you like pizza and popcorn. <laughs> Robert's card said, I got you a turtle for Mother's Day. I hope you like the turtle better than the snake I got you last year. <laughs> Ellen said, Dear Mother, I wish Mother's Day wasn't always on Sunday. It would be better if it were on Monday so we wouldn't have to go to school. <laughs> Diane wrote, I hope you like flowers. I got for you on Mother's Day. I picked them myself when Mr. Smith wasn't looking. How do we express motherhood? What do you say? 
A mother said, the joy of motherhood is what a woman experiences when all the children are finally in bed. It's a lot of truth in that. <laughs> a mother telling, talking to an old college friend said, remember before I was married, I had three, three theories about raising children. Now I have three children and I have no theories. The mother of three unruly youngsters was asked whether or not she would have children if she had it to do over again. She said, yes, but not the same ones. <laughs> Mothers are amazing. And have you noticed they have this secret code, the secret language? They all speak the same dialect. They're not taught in college but you can listen to, to mothers and they, they will speak these terms and see if you recognize some of them. Don't be smart with me. I heard that a lot of times. You know, I wouldn't say, well, do you want me to be done with you? <laughs> I had enough sense to never say that. <laughs> Just wait till your dad gets home. I heard that many times. If you break your leg, don't come running to me. <laughs> Sometimes mothers don't make sense. <laughs> you are going to have fun. I don't want to go. You are going, and you are going to have fun, whether you like it or not. <laughs> That's the last time I'm going to tell you And this one doesn't really pertain anymore, but call when you get there. I heard that a lot. Call when you get there. Now they call while they're on the way. <laughs> Times have changed. But mothers also have the same uh, quality. Say they love to ask questions. They ask questions. They, there's a compassion in them. There's a part of them that wants to... Uh, know about their child and wants their child taken care of. And it's just built in into them. And they have this mother's intuition. They know things. I, I believe God put that in them, that they'll know things and know when to act and when to do certain things. So I want to look this morning at some of the characteristics of a good mother or a good mom, uh, a godly mother. What did Jesus... Or what kind of mom did he have? Or what kind of mom did God choose to raise his son? And I want to look at the life of Mary some and just take some of the characteristics and just open them up a little bit. Mary was a teenage girl. And we can find out some things in scripture about her. But what is she known for today? She's known for being a mother. That's what she's known for. She's known for raising up or, or caring for Jesus, caring Him. And I want you to know that motherhood is a very noble and honorable thing. It's a worthy thing. It's not insignificant. It's very significant. I've heard people say, well, I'm just a mother. No, you are a mother. It's awesome. It's an honor and a blessing to be a mom. 
It's a gift from God. And it's a calling. It's a role. It's a, it's a place that, that God pours into you where you can pour in to your child. Mothers shape the future. With every diaper change, with every hug and kiss, every boo-boo wiped and cleaned and raising up leaders of the future. And really what they're doing is raising up God's kids, God's children, just like Mary raised up uh, God's son, mothers today are raising up God's sons and daughters. Raising them up to fulfill their purpose. Whatever it is. Doctor, lawyer, business person. Whatever it is. Whatever that purpose is that God has for their life. That's mom's calling. To help raise them up. To, to fulfill that. Godly, godly mothering glorifies God. It glorifies God. I want you to take a look at this video clip and, and let minister to you. Moms have it so easy. I mean, their lives are fun, simple, and, and so rewarding. Sometimes I wish, instead of being the dad, I, I wish I was the mom. Ah, another day of pedicures, reading my magazines, and making myself beautiful. This is the life. Mom? Mom, tell him to stop copying me. Mom, tell him to stop copying me. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Mom, do something. Mom, do something. Are you serious? Are you serious? Mom, are you serious? Why did I ever ask you to help me? I should have known you couldn't fix my hair. I look like a freak. Look at me. Look at me. Hey, Mom. Look at this. Look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Watch this, Mom. Come on. Look at this. Watch this. Come on, look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Come on, Mom. Look at me. Come on. report due tomorrow and I haven't read any of this. Mom, if you don't help me, I'm going to fail school and be a loser forever. You don't expect me to read this all by myself, do you? You don't expect me to eat this, do you? Seriously, Mom, what is this? Mom, I'm not going to eat this. Dad, can we just go out to eat, please? Hey, kids, be nice to your mother. 
If I eat this, I'm gonna throw up. Mom, I said I'm gonna throw up. Mom, I think I'm gonna be sick too. You're amazing. No, seriously. I don't know how you do it. I, I, I'm at a loss for words. Kids, come here, get in here, hug your mother. Tell her you love her. We're in the presence of greatness. Dad. Not now, dad's on a roll. This is God's greatest creation, kids. You're smushing my face. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, because I don't say thank you enough. I mean, the truth is, I don't deserve you. We don't deserve you. And one day is, is not enough to honor you. We, we should honor you every day. But how do we say thank you to the woman that means the world to us? I know. We're gonna go right now and get you that vacuum cleaner you've had your eye on. <laughs> Nothing. Shh, 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 shh. Don't speak. This time, we're going name brand, baby. Come on, kids. Let's go make your mom's dreams come true. they nail it or did they nail it? <laughs> a lot of truth there. So let's look quickly at some characteristics of a good mom. Number one, a mother who has a heart for God. In Luke chapter 1 verse 26, it says, in the sixth month, God sent and the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I want you to see even honor in the, in the angel coming and saying, pronouncing over her that she's highly favored. She's chosen by God to be the mother of his son, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And notice it says that she's a virgin. She was engaged to be married, but she had standards. She had uh, saved herself for Joseph. She didn't let the uh, temptations overcome her. She took a stand. And the angel comes and says, highly favored, highly favored. The Lord is with you. In Psalms 512, it says, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. She had a heart for God. And number two, a mother who has faith in God. Think about this. An angel comes and tells her she's going to have a baby. She's going to have the Messiah. She's been highly favored. The Lord is with her. And he says, you're going to carry this baby. I mean, no, have, you have to have faith to receive that. And she goes, How? I don't know a man. I'm a virgin. And the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come and overshadow you. In other words, God 
through his spirit will come upon you and you will be with child. Mary's a woman of faith. She believed it. After this she said, so be it unto me as you have said. In Luke 138 it says, Then Mary said, Behold the maid child servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Behold the maid servant is a term here. It's expression of total surrender to the will of God and faith in the promises. She totally surrendered to what was said to her. She believed and put faith in the promise. This was something that was supernatural, but she believed God and she surrendered herself. When she said, May servant, that meant total surrender in your service. I mean, no, that's a, that's a teenage, that's a, a young person that is totally devoted to God, has a heart for God, and she releases faith when the angel speaks this to her. Think about this. She is the first person to believe in Jesus. She was the first in the earth to believe in him. And she carried Jesus on the inside of her. She could have said, look, if you could, uh, Gabriel, if you could go back to God and, and just tell him, look, I'm, a, I'm just a young person. And um, see, me and Joseph have a five-year plan laid out. And we want to wait five years before we have a child. Or we have this bucket list, and that's not on it. Or she could have said, I just don't know about this. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not prepared for this. But see, she said, I total, totally surrender to you and your will. She released faith in God's ability, not hers. She released faith in that God knows best. The Father knows what He's doing. And I want to say to each mother here, God knew what He was doing. When you became a mother, God's hand, there's a, there's a calling there that's built inside of you for your child. But Mary said, Be it unto me, as you have said. In Luke 146, I, I want to turn to it, but it's called the Song of Mary. And this is when she went to see Elizabeth her cousin, remember uh, John and Elizabeth were pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary comes and she sings, it's called the Song of Mary. And she it says she is so blessed at what God has done. She was so honored and blessed to be a mother. And also she knew scripture because she covered a lot of scripture in that Song of Mary. So she was a woman of faith. She was a, a woman whose heart was after God. And today we need mothers who have a heart for God, who are honored and blessed to be called by God to mother and take care of His little ones. In Psalms 127 verse 3, it says, Children are a gift from the Lord. They are a real blessing. At times when you're frustrated and you want to pull your hair out, or pull their hair out, <laughs> Pull somebody else's hair out. Just remember that God equips and gives you the ability 
to stand in that place when it seems like you're, you're not good enough, not adequate for just rely on God and look to Him because He is the way, the truth, and the life. He has the answers for your life and He will never forsake you. He will never let you go without an answer because He is the answer. So you put your faith in Him. They're a gift from God and you're honored by God to enter into Motherhood, you're entrusted with his kids. You ever gotten a, a babysitter and you didn't ask who they were? Maybe you didn't know them, I say. You didn't do any kind of checking about them. You didn't care anything about them. Just come on in, we'll pay you. No, you wouldn't do that. Why? Because you love the child. Well, God entrusted you and called you and honored you to mother those kids in your life. He's entrusted you. He's blessed you. You're honored and blessed. Number three, a mother who passes her faith on to her children. In in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children. Shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. I want you to know that God chose the right mom for Jesus. And he knew that she would bring him up in the scriptures and in the, in the way of the Lord. In fact, the father of our faith, Abraham, it says the very reason that God chose Abraham is because I know him that he will teach his children and bring them up in my ways. What do I believe about Mary? It's not in scriptures, but personally I believe that the things that she heard and she saw, she shared with Jesus. The scriptures that she knew, she shared with Jesus. Because that's what we're to do. That's what moms do. And notice here, it's while you're lying down, it's while you're walking, while you're in the way. It's not just preaching the sermon. It's living life in faith. Using examples in life and walking and and just being an example of, of a God follower. That's what it's about. And passing it on to your children is one of your responsibilities as a mother. Passing it on to them. Letting them know him. And that's what Mary did. That's what good, good moms do. Notice it didn't say that when you read the scripture, it doesn't say the responsibility which is passed on, upon the pastor or the youth pastor. It's the parents. It's the parents. Everything when you come to church is the support to which they're getting at home. And I see here also creativity. You know, just let God speak to you of ways to minister to your kids. Creativity. Not just we're going to sit down and do a Bible study. Creative ways to let God flow you, through you, to teach your children. So you live it. Not phony, not religious. Mothers, you need to live your faith out before your kids. They need to see you praying. They need to see you in scriptures. They need to see you repent when you blow it. They need to see you walk in the love of God. They need to see your faith. 
that they can walk in it, that can be passed down to them. Number four, a mother is protective. There's a verse that talks about mama bear. The cubs get attacked, mama bear's coming. And mama bear is fierce. She's going to protect those little cubs. In Luke chapter 2, verse 18, And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. That word kept there means intense, protected stand. She took an intense, protective stand on the things that were said about Jesus, to Jesus. She was protecting God puts that in mothers to protect their kids. She protected a lot of truth and a lot of things about Jesus. She didn't spread it out there. She somehow knew it wasn't the time. It wasn't uh, her place to spread these things about. And she kept them uh, in the King James that said she treasured them in her heart and kept them there. She protected Jesus. She loved Jesus and protected him. Mothers, you need your children. They need your protection. And it's a natural thing for mom. But think about, they need protection from low self-esteem. I need protection from the, the, the mocker, the one making fun of them. They need protection from those things on TV or, or movies that can affect them. They need protection from videos and, and music and, and different things that could hurt their identity, hurt who they are, or cause them to be going down the wrong path. They need your protection. And even subtle things like sports. <laughs> I mean, I was so much in, in, into sports, but you know, you can go overboard in sports because Jesus is to be number one. You can go overboard in hobbies and activities that you leave God. That you leave Him. Peer pressure. What about the worldly value system? Moms, we need to protect. There's a world system out there that's contrary to God's Word. God's Word is truth. And that's what we go by. But the world system is getting darker and darker, moving quickly away from anything that looks like God's Word. Moving away from Him. But God has called moms to protect those kids. You may not be the most popular mom. We're not going to watch that. Well, such and such does. That's okay. I'm glad for them you're not. Well, it's, here's what my mom would say. Well, explain that to me. Okay, I said so. <laughs> well, it's a different day, Pastor. You got to just explain everything. And they're tougher than you think. Just tell them the truth. It's not good for you. It's death. And you need life and you need blessing. Moms, you're not called to be popular. In fact, if you're doing some good mothering, you're probably not popular. <laughs> Number five, a mother 
who has an unwavering love and devotion. Mary's love and devotion for Jesus began before his birth, went through the cross, and went to the upper room. She stayed with Jesus all the way through. That's the way a mom is. I mean, they're unwavering in their love, unwavering in their devotion. Even if the child messes up, there's the mother's love. She'll speak the truth, but there's the love of God there. Many think, well, it was easy to love Jesus. Yes, it's easy to love Jesus. It was also hard to follow and love Jesus because of the journey that took. Think about, here's your baby that you're to protect and God has to come and tell you to flee from Egypt because someone wants to kill your baby. Or think about this, that you're looking for your 12-year-old son. He's been missing for three days. And there is no Amber Alert. There is no 911 to call. And you don't know if he's dead or alive. And you're thinking, God's called you to carry his son. And you've lost God. (laughs) You've lost him. Can you imagine the pressure that was going on inside of them. We've lost him. And then they find him, of course, in the temple, teaching and talking to the teachers of the scriptures. It wasn't an easy thing. Think about the cross. Let me read this first to you. Luke 2, 33. Jesus' parents were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, the baby's mother, This child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your very soul. You know, when a child is hurting or a child messes up with it pierces the soul of mom. That's what this is saying. The, the word of the Lord was, it will pierce your soul. Think about your son. He's, he's starting to minister and preach. And the leaders in Jerusalem are saying, he's a hypocrite. He's a lunatic. He's a liar. He's a blasphemer. He's full of demons. How would that make a mom feel? Not good. Reminds me, Greg Luginas, uh, I don't know if you remember him years ago, he was a great diver. Uh, he won some gold medals and stuff. He had a saying, I heard the saying, he said, when he'd get up there to dive, he said, if I mess this dive up, my mama still love me. <laughs> and that's the way he, he dealt with the, the, the pressure. But all this is coming against Jesus, and yet there's Mary faithful to him, praying for him, being that support to him. And then the cross, to see her son beaten, to see him stripped and mocked and and ridiculed. Can you imagine seeing that for your child? It pierced her soul. 
And I was thinking, what is the greatest gift that child could give their mom? And I'll say this, that for a dad, the greatest gift that you can give your wife or the mother of your kids, the greatest gift that you can give her is to have a heart fully devoted to God. It's the greatest gift. But mothers always want the best for their children. And the best thing is for them to follow the Lord Jesus Christ with all their heart. It's the greatest gift she can give your mom. Because when you go the ways of the world, it's not best. And it's piercing her soul. And dads. You'll break their heart. The best thing you can do is serve God. Know Him. Know Jesus. It's the greatest gift. But Mary, back to Mary... She was at the cross in John 19. You see it there in your scriptures. Now now there uh, in your notes. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus' mother. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. See, Mary was at the cross, but I want you to know, even at the cross, Jesus honored his mother and wanted her taken care of and blessed her and honored her and said, John, now this is your mother, you take care of her. And it says that John took her into his own home and took care of her. Well, there's an example right there that we're to honor our moms and appreciate them. And let them know that they're a gift from God. Mary, I want you to know, was strong. She was courageous. She's an example for us to follow. In Acts 1.13, when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. But you know, she endured. She finished her course. She finished her race. What was it? Mothering Jesus. That was her assignment. That's what she was called to do. And that's what she did. The grief and the heartache of the cross was gone at the upper ring. See, he had been resurrected. So I want us to remember our moms, our mothers, even as Jesus remembered his at the cross. You know, there comes a time in every mother, every dad's life when they have to take their child to the cross. And they have to trust God with that child. They leave home. They're, they're out of our direct supervision there. They've spread their wings and they're, they're going out. And you can see maybe they're doing destructive things wherever you got to go to the cross. And you've got to give Jesus your child and say, God, I trust you to get them. And you pray. You, you intercede for them. And let God do what only God can do. Raise them up. Jesus was dead, but he was raised up. God can raise up your child. Somebody's under condemnation. Mom, let me tell you, there was two people who had a perfect father, and they fell. 
Adam and Eve. It was not a reflection of father's inability to parent. It's because they made a choice. So don't receive that condemnation. You rise up where you're at. And you be that, that mother before God. Says, I know my prayers are heard. I know you hear me. And you pray and you intercede. And you see your child walk back to Jesus. Hallelujah. That's power heads. I want to ask you a question before we dismiss this morning. If you were to die, where would you go? Would you go to heaven? Or would you go to a place that the Bible calls hell? Where God's not at his presence. And wherever you picture, wherever you think about this, will determine if you're going or not. Maybe you're thinking, well, I believe in God. Well, let me help you there. The devil believes in God, but he's not going to heaven. Well, my parents said, I'm a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. Nowhere in the Bible does it say because your parents call you a Christian. Or you grew up in a Christian home, does it say you're going to heaven? Nowhere does it say that. Well, I hope so. I hope I'm going. Nowhere in the Bible does it say because you hope so that you're going to heaven. Well, I want you to know this isn't the first church I've been in. At my last church, I was a leader. Just because you were a leader at your last church doesn't mean that when you die, you're going to heaven. Jesus made it very clear. And I want to honor and value you enough this morning to tell you the truth. If those thoughts were your thoughts, you're not going to make it. If that's your reason for going to heaven, what we just talked about, you're not going. Jesus made it clear. He said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. What does that mean? I'm going to summarize it for you. It means that you give all of your heart and all of your life to Jesus Christ. Then, then you have eternity with Him. God wants to bow our heads. And you know God's dealing with your heart right now. And you want to get right with God. Today is the day of salvation. Maybe you have prayed this prayer before in the past. But you're not walking with God. And you need to get right. Get right today. Get right right now. While God's pulling on your heart. No one looking around. Every head bowed. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand and say, that's me. That's me. And we're going to pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Thank you, Jesus. That person that just said, I think I am because as a kid I prayed. It's not because you prayed as a kid. It's because you've given your heart and life to Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together. Say, Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. Right now, I give my heart and I give my life to the one who died for me.
I will follow you, Lord, all the days of my life. No turning back. I'm following you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. I'm yours and you're mine. Thank you for the cross and the great price that was paid for me. It'll not be in vain. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in just a few moments, I want you to come down. We'll have prayer partners here that will pray for you. But quickly, I want all the mothers to stand up. I want to pray for you before we dismiss. All the mothers stand up. Let's give them a hand. All these. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. These are, these are heroes here. And they're, they're worthy to be appreciated and blessed. Think of Proverbs 31. Husband rises up and praises her and blesses her. The kids bless her and honor her. There's also some people here who want to be mothers. See, many that the doctor said you can't have kids have kids. Many times through the years. With God, all things are possible. So I'm going to pray for you too. And I believe that you will have a baby. I believe in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for these mothers. Thank you for the high calling, the gift of motherhood. Thank you for each of these, Lord. We pray blessing upon them and honor upon them. Lord, we pray that they are appreciated. But Lord, I know even if they're not, I know that they'll sacrifice, that they'll pay the price, that they'll be devoted with the unwavering love for their children. God, encourage them, lift them up, let them be uh, leaning on you and trusting in your ability, Lord, even when weariness and tiredness comes upon them, let them draw their strength from you. And God, we believe in each of them. And we look for great and mighty things in their life. And Father, for those that desire to be a mom, to be a mother, Father, we believe right now that you're the God who does the impossible. That you're the God who with you all things are possible. So we call it into being now. We pray for babies to be conceived, Lord. Even where the doctor said you cannot, Lord, I thank you. You said yes. Yes. In the name of Jesus. And we believe for conception. We believe for babies born born healthy healthy in the name of Jesus thank you Lord thank you Lord all ladies just lift your hand just for a moment where you're pointing to is where your help comes from where your hands are lifted up to in total surrender is where your help comes from when you seek my face and my ways I'll provide and my ability will abide within. And you will see things that you never thought you would see before in the natural. Ask me for the impossible. Go ahead and step out on the waters of faith. And ask me for those things that are deep within your heart. Because I placed them there. It's a desire for me. And it's a good thing. Pray for that husband. Pray for those kids. And watch me do it. Because all I need is one mom that will trust me and believe in me. I can turn their world around. 
is I'm looking for the voice of faith. That voice that trusts me. And you are my special beloved ones. And rise up and shine. For the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's give them another hand clap. Praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord, I'm a sinner.